Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to be a part of what we're creating here at Unfuck Nation, where you will find what I believe to be the most invasive and the most effective personal growth information on the market. Okay, so today I, as as usual, I endeavor to give you the absolute best that I can. And today isn't any different, right? So, and by the way, I should include in that, for those of you who are maybe, this could be your first ever episode. You could now be into the hundreds we had episodes. Um, But if this is your first ever episode, the first half of the show, I'm going to create a conversation for you. And in that conversation, you're going to have a think about your life. You're going to have a think about maybe your past or your future, or maybe something you're currently dealing with, and you're going to use what I'm saying to unpack and to give yourself access to some new outcomes in your life, right? Which is a fancy way for saying, listen to what I'm saying, see how it applies, and make the fucking changes. All right, so second half of the show, though, I'm going to take a question from the nation like I do every week. And of course, if you do have a question for me, 646-450-3203, or send me an email, connect at Gary John Bishop. And remember, at that telephone number, you can both text and or leave me a voicemail because, yeah, people have been doing both. All right, this week's conversation, I invite you to consider that you are living in a simulation. Now, there's a lot of fucking woo-woo about this, and there's a lot of science about it too, right? There's legitimate, you know, uh, physicists who would insist that we live in some sort of fucking computer program. However, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, You also might hear people say, uh, this is the Matrix, especially with a fucking podcast bros, right? You know, you live in a Matrix, and you talk about, you know, media and companies, and that's the Matrix, no, there's a, there's a far more invasive paradigm that you live in. There's a far more powerful um, matrix that you exist in. The, the simulation that you actually do live in is way more all-consuming and, and encompassing, and it, and, it, and it eats up every fucking part of you. So what is this simulation? 
uh, you and the matrix of thoughts, beliefs, truths, half-truths, uh, and, and, and what you've come to believe to be so about your past and your future and your present. It's wrapped up in your fucking feelings and your behaviors and your reactions. You're in a simulation intertwined with, like I said, fucking emotions and beliefs and truths. And all of that you believe to be real. Like that's the real world. There is a simplicity to this, of course. There's a real world happening. You're just not connected to it. You're not connected to the real world. You're connected to your fears about it. You're connected to your sense of confidence about it. You're connected to whether it appeals to you or not. And and that's really, <clears throat> it's really a fucking weird thing when you think about it. Like, we live our lives pursuing what appeals to us. Yeah, but where did that come from? Where did what appeals to you come from? Where did what you're fearful of come from? Where did what you're confident about come from? Where's all that stuff starting? Now, of course, the simple answer is it's starting in the past. You have gathered up a guidebook for life, and you would call your guidebook life when, in fact, it's not. You're in a simulation, except in your simulation, <clears throat> your main job is to try and find places where everything you think and feel matches the real world. And where it doesn't, you'll reject the real world, or you'll just keep grinding away at it until you think what you think and feel now matches the real world. You do it when you're, you know, in your relationships, you do it with your family, you do it with your relationship to money, you do it um, in your career, you do it in your business. You're constantly trying to find all the places in life where everything that you think and feel matches the real world. And then, like I said, when it doesn't, it leaves you in a state of flux. So, you know, I think my favorite one to pick on to pull out of the simulation is the confidence trick, right? The confidence trick, I love to pull out of the simulation because when you pursue what you pursue in life based on the degree of confidence that you have, again, a simple place for you to begin the inquiry for yourself would be to ask yourself, where am I getting this sense of confidence or lack from? Where am I looking? Where am I locating that feeling, right? So where's it coming from is another way to say it. So we'll use confidence as an example. Again, we're just pulled up. You could be talking about fear or a whole bunch of other shit, okay? Love. Let's pull that out of the simulation and take a look at that on its own now because <clears throat> it's easiest for me. Uh, you're looking to a certain place to determine how you feel before proceeding with real life. So you're looking to a certain place to determine how you feel before proceeding. 
And if the feeling's not there, you'll either not proceed or you'll do it kind of half-heartedly. Let's see how it turns out, which I just somebody I heard somebody saying that the other day. I didn't say anything to them, but at the time I'm thinking, what a fucking cop-out. Let's see how it turns out. That's a fucking cop-out right there. Basically, as you know what that's code for, by the way? That's code for, let's go along with this until I think it's not working, then I'll pull up. That's it. Let's see how this turns out, right? It's another one of the cross your fingers and fucking hope uh, outcomes that people use in life. But the confidence one has always been really curious to me, again, because we we rely so heavily upon it for justification. And and ultimately when it comes to your future, you're you are looking for for feelings to to build a case for actions. So you're looking for feelings to build a case for your actions. Now, I mean, you're doing that all the fucking time anyway, right? I mean, if you look in your life, you see a lot of that. You waiting on feelings, right? I, I recently had a little insight uh, in my relationship with my wife, <clears throat> and this is how this is how um, this is how kind of nefarious it is, I guess, right? If if I looked at my relationship with my wife, I would say I have a very good relationship with my wife, very good, right? We're we connect. I, I respect her, appreciate her. And in my experience, that's a, that's, she's definitely behaving in similar ways to me. That's what I get out of what she's saying. <clears throat> but one of the things I noticed, because right now, you know, we are, I mentioned this in a previous broadcast, I'm in Central Europe, and she's with the other half of the family in the United States right now. And it's, it can be very, very stressful, right? Because there's this kind of geographical disconnect. And I'm sitting around in this place and I'm like, oh, you know, I miss my wife. And then over the course of like a week, I started to, I started to notice myself making this connection between how I felt somehow being something she needs to do about that. She needs to do something about that. I'm not feeling very connected. And I, I, what came to mind, by the way, was Love Unfucked, right, when I wrote that book. Because in that book, I talk about the thing that you're after from them, that's the thing that you now need to express. But I was so in my own little fucking simulation. I was in my own little world about this reality that I find myself in. And so I, you know, I caught myself like, what are you fucking doing? Like, you know, practice your own philosophy. So I made this habit now of like, whenever I experience that, I'm reaching out to her, I'm connecting with her, not to tell her my experience, to make the fucking connection. Make the connection, son, come on. And, and, and I realized that given that that's my experience of myself, rather than have the, I'm looking for the real world to come match me. I have to go out and go beyond my initial experiences and start and make a difference in the life that I'm living and the actual reality of how I'm living. Now, I'm using the example of a relationship, right? I just want you to get that 
in your life, no matter how much of my stuff you fucking listened to and read and handled and that, 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 I want you to really try on the idea that you're still heavily reliant upon your feelings. And again, thoughts, feelings, emotions, automatic behaviors, right? We're going to call all of that ways of being. You're still relying on default and persistent ways of being to guide you through this life, to guide you, to tell you what you should do. And, you know, look, you, you know, that's, you know, a lot of what I do is to dispel myths and superstitions. And one of the biggest superstitions I've fucking seen is that your feelings and your life are ra ra rather the reality that you exist in, that they should mesh, that they should be the fucking same. And here's the news, folks. Uh, no, no, not only they should not be the same, but that every time you rely on, and this is why, this is why I have a big fucking problem with the intuitive folks, right? Lie on your gut, right? <laughs> like, no, <clears throat> no. I mean, if you rely on that, right? If you keep going to, oh, my gut tells me, right? Which anyway, I've got a whole thing with that. But, but if you think about that on its own, when when you pursue life using that as your compass, here's what you'll find. There'll be times when it's right. And you'll ignore all the times when it was totally fucking wrong. Because you can't question it. Like, oh, I knew my gut was telling me, you know, that I shouldn't do it. I should look in fucking reality. Deal with integrity. Right? What's integrity? What I promised, what I said I would do, the agreements that I've made, that's integrity. That's where your integrity exists. Your promises, your agreements, the things you've said you would do with yourself and others. Why is that important? Because those promises, those agreements, the things you've agreed with yourself and others, they remain consistent when your little fucking matrix is waving up and down and going all over the joint when your simulation is all over the place and inconsistent. Your promises, your agreements, all of the things you've said to yourself and others that you will do, those are like a straight line. That's how you break the fucking simulation. That's how you step out of it. The simulation wants to keep you going in the same direction. It wants to keep you. So so the highs and the lows of that aren't just highs and lows. They're twists and turns. So it's highs and lows and left to right. So it's taking you in a very familiar direction. When you think of your promises, when you think of your agreements, when you think of the things that you've said to yourself and other people that you will do, which includes, by the way, who you will be. <laughs> What I will do when I, when I stay true to that, when I, when I stay connected to that, that thing that keeps me connected to that, which I've talked about, by the way, is your integrity. And if you go back and listen to the integrity episode, this will make sense to you, of course. And if you already heard it, then, of course, it will make fucking sense to you. Your integrity is what will keep you connected to those promises, to those agreements, to those things that you said you will do. 
That's how you break it. Now, let's take a little dive into the nitty-gritty of that because it's it, that's kind of like the, the framework, if you like. That's the framework that I'm saying to you, if you adopt that kind of framework for your life, you'll produce results that go beyond anything you've produced in your life to this point. <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff out there in this personal growth and development industry about, you know, fucking hacks and shortcuts. And then people come up with these fancy terminology and names for shit that, that is basically old wisdom, right? This is, this is, I'm not saying anything radical here. Maybe I'm saying it in a slightly more accessible way for you, but that's it. And again, I'm not giving it, I'm not, I'm not giving it these, you know, commercially attractive terms um, to try and sell you something that really you already know. So if you think of integrity like a straight line between here and there, I say, I promise, I declare, right? This is who I am. This is what you can rely on me for. And then just kind of get present to that fucking whirlwind of emotion, right? Which isn't always like crazy in that sense, but I'm talking about the whirlwind of typical emotion that you experience, right? So you might you might feel as if, you know, your enthusiasm goes up and down. You might feel as if your enthusiasm's low. You might feel as if your enthusiasm is through the fucking roof. But the the promise, the agreement that you have with yourself or other people remains true. It stays in a straight line between here, whatever this point is, and the fulfillment of that promise. I'm going to say that again. Wherever this point is and the fulfillment of that promise, you have predictable emotional states that come up and will bump up against that promise. The temptation will be for you to follow that logic, the logic of the simulation. That's what will happen. Now, Obviously, I'm calling the simulation all of your predictable thoughts, behaviors, moods, emotions, like that, okay? The, as, as I like to say, the you that you've become will come along and it will want no part. It will want no part of those promises and agreements that you've made. No part of them. Because those promises and agreements occasionally require you to transform. That is to become something that you have yet to express in this life. So those promises and agreements that you fucking made. So that is, I want to lose weight. I want to fucking save up money. I want to buy a house. I want Those promises will occasionally require you to become someone that you have yet to express in this life. And in those moments, when you're challenged to become that person, that's when people talk about, I lack the willpower, which is a load of fucking bullshit. No, you cashed in your integrity for a fucking feeling. In a moment, you cashed. This is why people say, oh, I can't sustain anything. I can't do anything long term. This is what I need you to understand. It's got nothing to do with any of that. 
It's about the practice of realizing, well, shit, you know, I wake up every day. I'm in some kind of paradigm. I'm in some world, right? So I'm in a, and I've used this before. So I'm in a little fucking bubble of me existing in a world where there are 8 billion other little bubbles. And what I'm trying to do is to get this little bubble light up in alignment with the world. And the world doesn't give a fuck for your little bubble. It doesn't care. What I'm giving you here, by the way, are the absolute fucking keys to the kingdom. I, I just fucking gave it to you. So if your dream is... I don't know, start a business. If your dream is make a massive difference in the face of the planet, is it, if your dream is a fucking, you know, your body look this way or that way, if your dream is to be a competitive fucking swimmer, if your dream integrity and being responsible for those places where that matrix, that simulation is going to clash with that promise and it'll happen sometimes daily, sometimes lots of times in the fucking day. And you have to realize, oh, the promise is demanding something of me. The promise is holding me true. The agreement that I made is demanding that I not be who I've been to this point. The promise is making a demand of me. The agreement that I made with myself or the agreement that I made with another person or group of persons, that promise is demanding of me. And that's when people do bullshitty things, by the way. Like if I make an agreement with you, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. And then that range of emotions that typically, typically might come up for me comes up. And then I start to excuse myself. If you start to hold me to my agreement, I get pissy with you. I get annoyed with you. Or I'll say, well, what about the time when when really that's all the matrix talking. The matrix is only interested in the continuation of itself. Those thoughts and feelings and emotions are only, only fucking interested in perpetuating themselves. They're cyclical. They're addictive. We are drawn to them like a fucking moth to the flame. And then we go and then we go and then we go. And what I need you to understand is those critical moments when it's, you're really getting challenged, that's when the fucking integrity has to win. The integrity must win. And that's your job. Your job is to be the guard dog of those promises. You have to be the champion of those promises. And and did I fucking say it was going to be easy? Did I say, oh, this is a canter? You'll just, you know, trot your way to success. No. There'll be highs and lows. There'll be times when it's really challenged and then times when it's not challenged as much. But your job is to be ready for those times when that matrix comes calling. Could be first thing in the morning. Could be when you walk into the grocery store. 
could be when you go past that department store and you log on to Amazon.com or .de or .uk, whatever you are, <clears throat> there'll be a time when those predictable thoughts and feelings and emotions will be a massive draw to where? They're a massive draw to where? So if my promises and my agreements are like casting a line, right? I'm using a fishing analogy here. I don't fucking fish. But anyway, I like casting a line out into the future, right? When I'm, and I'm using that line as a guide and I'm being drawn to that line that I've cast into the future. Then those thoughts and feelings and emotions that come up for me in my day-to-day life, what are they about? They're about getting me back to the past, getting me back there. Safety, safety in those thoughts and feelings and emotions. So that's why, you know, when I, you guys, when I talk about, you know, integrity, it's it's not a little thing. It's, it's literally your claim for the future. And the challenge will always be the past and what's known and what's familiar and what you've done, thought, and felt before. So to kind of strike a blow for the future is unnerving and challenging and and exposing. You'll, you will feel fucking exposed and uh, and unstable even at times. That's right. That's what the future fucking does. So whatever you are and the fulfillment of the promises you've made to yourself and others, maybe you haven't made one yet. Maybe you're a little bit into one. Maybe you're near the end. When you're challenged, those moments require you to be someone to do something that you typically don't be or do. Those moments, when it's challenged, and it's fucking moments. People think it's weeks and months. It's moments. It might be a series of moments, but it's still fucking moments. The power of the promise that you made. Your success is completely and absolutely tied to the promise that you made. And your job is to make sure that the gap between your promise and your reality is non-existent. The gap between your promise and your reality is non-existent. Right now, there might be a fucking massive gap between the promise and your reality. If the promise is, I'm going to save up $100,000, and right now you're, you're in the negative, that's a hundred and something thousand dollar gap between your promise and your reality. Your job is to close that fucking gap. If your promise is to be in a loving and fulfilling and caring relationship, and you're currently making your partner wrong or holding on to some old fucking resentment, then you need to deal with your gap. And on and on and on. Pick any fucking area of life. Like I said to you, every fucking week I feel as if I give you guys the keys to the kingdom. 
you have got to use what I'm saying. It's, you know, I mean, I know the accent and people are like, oh, yeah, I like hearing you fucking talk. Well, you know, that's only going to get you so far. If you want to make real change in your life, listen to what I'm saying. And by the way, everything that I'm fucking saying, I've done and I'm currently doing. I'm currently doing it. I'm currently closing the gap between my reality and the promises that I've made Does life get in the way of me closing that gap? Fuck yeah. Do feelings get in the way of me closing that gap? Fuck yeah. And that's the game. I'm now in the right game. It's not about making the game easier. I'm telling you, so much of fucking personal growth and development, everybody's looking for the quick and easy. The reality is it's about playing the right game. And so much of this fucking bullshit that's out there has got you playing the wrong game. It's got you chasing something when it doesn't actually shift your reality, everything I'm talking about here will shift your reality over a longer period of time, maybe three weeks, three months, three years, three decades. In that time, you change. You change because you're taking a different approach. You're confronting your promises and delivering on your promises. You're confronting your agreements and delivering on your agreements. Who do you make those agreements with? With your fucking self and with others. And the more you practice that, the more powerful you become, the more effective you become, and your results go through the roof. It's that simple. All right, we're going to take a quick break right right, right now. So in this, in this break, you'll be hearing from a few of our sponsors, but please remember, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. So rate, review, and subscribe. The reviews make a massive difference as do the, the, the writings and the, uh, and the subscribing, okay? So rate, review, and subscribe. We're going to be back with our question from the nation. So hang right in there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. Um, this is a part of the show, of course, where we deal with a question from the nation. And this week, of course, isn't any different. This message comes from Cody. If you're watching on YouTube, by the way, you'll notice I'm looking off camera because I've got to read the freaking question, right? So anyway, <clears throat> the question is, hey, Mr. Scottish man, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying thank you for giving a fuck and doing what you do to make a difference. So I accidentally found you from a podcast on parenting last week. And thank you for the slap. You said everything I seemed to know, but couldn't really wrap my head around. I felt compelled to ask something right away. So I did. Then I continued listening to podcasts. I have a job that makes research and audiobooks very easy to do. So I consumed your information like a man dying of thirst in the desert who stumbled upon an oasis. I ordered a copy of Unfuck Yourself, Grow Up, Wise as Fuck, and the workbook. I've already finished the first, and you spoke to me, man. I hate most of that positivity will make your life better BS, self-help books. They don't ring true. I need the blunt words. I'm not the type to read between the lines. My girlfriend tells me she's never met someone who's worse at reading a room 
which is one question I would love to know what to do to learn how to do that. Sorry for being sidetracked, but I found you because I have a five-year-old and I'm realizing I have a lot of anger. I was trying to work on it, but nothing was working. I started to just think I was broken. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a drug house and lost my father at 15 and mother at 18 to alcohol. I survived and thought I was strong, but knew I had cracks on the soul. Every time I would talk about it, people would be shook by my childhood. And I started to view it how others would. I loved a lot of, the, of my childhood growing up. And I was loved even though there were faults that there was love. <clears throat> but I slowly started to doubt it when I had a son and started viewing it like a victim. Why would they do this to me? If they loved me, they wouldn't have abandoned me, blah, 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 blah. I started drinking too much and smoking to numb the pain, but it just kept getting worse. I hit the point where I was just sick of myself and couldn't do it anymore, so I quit. And I'm doing my best to replace it with better habits. I grew bitter. And the damn thing is, I tried to run my girlfriend off. I thought I was incapable of being a father or husband, so why would I want her to waste her time on me? Long story short, let's just say she's a very patient woman and truly loves me, and she didn't let that shit happen. I'm realizing I was better towards everyone because I thought if I could live through my shit and smile, why the fuck are you so upset? I also get really annoyed at wasted potential or efficiency. I would become condescending without even realizing it. And as many times as the people around me said, I was an asshole. I thought, I thought they just didn't like my honesty, <clears throat> but I made the most chill laid back California surfer guy snap back at me. My biggest struggle is when I start to change, I feel like a fake. I don't think someone like me could be who I want to be. <clears throat> I love chaos. I just need to dance to a new tune. I know I can keep winning against this thing, but I'm trying to love this new scary uncertainty. Um, but thank you for helping me and helping me strive to be a better man. I've no clue what insight I'm looking for, but if you could offer me anything that I'd really appreciate it. Okay, look, I know that seems like long to people, but there's so many pieces in there that I wanted to get them all in to unpack them for everyone. Okay, so the first thing is when I wrote Grow Up, okay, which is the latest book, and for those of you that don't have it yet, well, you know what to do. But I wrote that book because being a parent brings up things that a lot of people f had come to believe they were okay with. Um, so I, I made this little kind of brief video for Instagram a couple of weeks ago when I said, people settle on a level of resentment they can live with and call that moving on. So people settle for a level of resentment that they can live with and call that moving on. You don't realize how much resentment is there until you come across little kind of aspects or vignettes of life that trigger it, that bring it up. And then you're like, oh, so it all comes gushing out. Um, whatever you say you're over, Unless you have done the work to get complete, it's still with you. It's still with you. It might be at the bottom of the bucket, but it's just waiting on its moment 
or moments or times in your life when it will come fucking thrashing up out of there like Jaws. That's that's what people call moving on. This is why I'm not a fucking believer in cutting people out your life because you haven't dealt with what's there, right? It's like whatever got in is still in. <clears throat> you get the temporary relief, but it's still there. <clears throat> and that's what Cody's talking about here. Cody's talking about, I thought I was done with all that shit. I thought I had a good childhood, but then I started to talk to these other people. <clears throat> now, I would not get too vested in what other people think of your childhood, right? But I think what you can hear here is somebody who ended up with a kind of positive approach to some of the pains of their childhood. I think there's some truth in there, but you need to get to that truth, Cody. How do I get to the truth, Mr. Fucking Scottish person? Well, I'm going to tell you how you get to the truth is you got to really get what it was like for that kid growing up. So, and, and that was where a lot of my personal goals started when I started to kind of let go of the adult perspective of that childhood. Because I had, a, had an adult's perspective of it, which was stuff like, well, it made me a better person. You know, I wasn't saying that when I was fucking 11. This will make me a better man. <laughs> He's fucking saying that when you're 11 or 12 or 14, right? Or even fucking 19. You're not saying, well, this is this will be good for me. <laughs> what a fucking cry. Every time I hear people say that, though, about their childhood, you know, it's like, Fuck, come on. I mean, you weren't saying that when you were eight. You were saying, this hurts. I'm lonely. I'm afraid. I'm sad. They don't love me. I'm not loved. Whatever the fucking thing, right? I'm just giving you a little example. It could be any one of a fucking who have things, right? They're too controlling. It's too much. Is it right? Whatever. <clears throat> so you got to get connected to that. Right? What was I fucking saying to myself about that at the time? And tell the truth, because I'm telling you, Cody, one of the things I think you've done is you've put this kind of shellac on your life to kind of numb yourself to what the real experience was like. And you'll find that even then, when you were a kid, you were doing it too. You're already like, oh, you know, people do that. That's what we do. We cope. We make it work for ourselves. So, and wrapped up in your thing there, Cody, is your fucking story, is your narrative about yourself. I lived in a drug house. No, you lived in a house. People did drugs there. But you lived in a house. That's what's true. That's what's so. So I lived in a house. What people did in there might not be common by and large in other houses, but you lived in a house. So that's what's true. That's what's so, right? People did what they did. You can already hear you leveraging now. And I think you got to read stop doing that shit for sure. But if you look at, if you look at like what your parents were doing, when you were a kid growing up, at a really fundamental level, you made that mean something, what they were doing. And you can hear it, right? Because as an adult, it rung true. What you made it mean is they don't care about me, right? Now, as an adult, you make the other connection, which is if they cared about me, they wouldn't do that. 
which which is logical if unbelievably inaccurate because the inaccuracy is that it's a simple choice. People don't have choice. Now, I, I can already hear some of you. I disagree. I don't give a fuck what you think. If, if you had choice, you wouldn't be doing half the fucking shit you're doing. Period. You don't experience choice. In the real world, right, because if you look back to the first part of the show, in the real world, do you have choice? Yeah. But you don't live in the real world. You live in a fucking simulation. And in the simulation, you have no notion of something called choice. You have no sense of something called choice. So anyway, that's the case for your parents there, Cody. So then you're on this kind of pathway of self-sabotage. And the pathway of self-sabotage is just so that you can keep winning the same fucking battle. That's what it's about. And so the whole point of scaring your, or you called it running your partner off, whatever, which I've never heard that before. But anyway, I want to run it off. Yeah. Ultimately, why though? Because it would leave you alone. It would leave you independent and you'd be correct, subconsciously correct what you subconsciously believe to be true would be accurate. And then you could overcome it. See, I don't need them. Like, that's how you were about your parents. I'm going to do my own thing. And then da, 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 and that doesn't define me. And then and off you go in another fucking cycle. Same fucking shit. But it's hard to see it because we're so busy looking at it like, like, circumstantially, right? We are always doing this. We're always looking at our life circumstantially, but not see it in this, in terms of a series of patterns that all ring true at some fundamental level. And if you saw how they were at that fundamental level, then you would see, well, oh shit, I'm just about to... That's when you get go back to, again, the first half of the fucking show, Cody. The integrity of who you said you would be for yourself and for other people, those agreements that you've made, either either overtly or otherwise, because some of the promises you may, you've made, that they might not have come out of your mouth, like you've told yourself. That includes the shit you know you should do. <laughs> That's how invasive it is. What you're bumping up against is everything that we talked about at the start of the show. You're bumping up against the fucking matrix of thoughts and feelings and emotions. Now, of course, you've got to do the work on those things. You've got to disseminate those things. You've got to understand those things. But understanding those things, go back to fucking last week's show, understanding isn't enough. It's not enough. It's that deeper awareness of seeing the impact, seeing what it does, how it plays out in your life day to day, moment to moment. Then you start to identify those, those stresses and strains, those kind of things that are pulling you in one direction or another direction for what they actually are, which are just learned fucking behaviors now. You've become so accustomed to the you that you've become that when those moments arise in your life that you need to cause a breakthrough, you just back down. You just do what you've done previously. So it's not like your past doesn't matter. You know, I, I made a comment a couple of, a few years ago, it was probably fucking 10 years ago, that you're more interested in your past than you are about your future. What I mean by that is, <clears throat> it doesn't mean to say the fucking past is constantly rattling through your head. 
It's that you're more concerned for the predictable than the unpredictable. You're more concerned for feeling how you've always felt and indulging how you've always felt of fucking getting in your dance with how you always feel. And it really is self-indulgence. It's the indulgence of that thing that you would call self. You indulge it. You feel a certain way. I feel angry. I feel upset. And you're irresponsible with it. You don't take over. You're not like, you know what? I'm not going to have that run my fucking life. So then if you're not going to have it run your life, then what do you need to start putting in place that would empower you, right? A practice that I've taken on many times in the past, by the way, has been things like medica- uh, meditation. I almost said medication. Meditation. Uh, nothing wrong medication, by the way, if that's your, your bag and that's what you want to do, then, you know, go ahead. Um, but for me, meditation worked for long periods, right? Or sometimes I'll use, uh, there's an app on my phone, I'll use a sleep aid that really helps me get to sleep. I'm not going to just fucking lie in bed and be like, oh, well, this is fucked, right? Or, you know, oh, I'm feeling a lot of stress or overwhelmed. What, what are the things that I can put in my life that will empower me when I'm in those kinds of spaces or to empower me to minimize the impact of those kinds of spaces. That's when you start to take responsibility for all your fucking machinery instead of just letting it fucking run through life and thinking you can just grit your teeth through it. That's not how that works. That's why, you know, there's a time and a place for grind, but there's just too much of it, right? It's like, the again, the fucking podcast bros answer to everything. Just fucking go to that. And it doesn't work that way. Be responsible. Be smart, right? Be nimble. Think. Use your fucking brain. What would support me in this area of my life when I'm feeling this way or feeling that way? And then when you go to do that work on your past, it's only to reveal new pathways of action. It's not just to be like, oh, yeah, I know all that shit now. Um but you go back and it, and it unlocks little things for you. It frees you up in new ways. And that's why you do that work on your past, to empower you to forge the kind of future that you want to have, period. All right, Cody, that's it for me. Everyone, that's it for me. Um, have a great week. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you have a question for the nation, 646 um, or you can email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. That's it. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>